1: but we'll retire by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to the dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know.
0: Thank you. Aloha. Today, we'll be chatting with Don Herzler, who retired in Kalua, Kona, Hawaii, a small town on the big island. Kailua Kona is located on the west coast of the island of Hawaii, the Big Island. Do not be confused with the other Kailua, which is located on Oahu. Kailua Kona is the second largest settlement on the Big Island after Hilo and the largest settlement on the west side of the island, where it is the center of commerce and the tourist industry. The population was almost 20,000 at the 2020 census, up from 12,000 or so 10 years earlier. Apparently, the big increase in population is due in part to the fact that the town's boundaries were altered significantly for the 2020 census. For warmth and sunshine, take a look at this town's leeward side, that is the side facing away from the wind. The area has plenty of condo options, which means less maintenance work for retirees and easy access to the Big Island's larger stores for simple and convenient shopping. And finally, there are plenty of restaurants and events in the Kailua-Kona area, which I will start saying Kona, Gene, for ease of (laughs) speaking, which is a significant hub for tourism on the Big Island. If you're the type who wants to live in an active retirement, this could be the perfect place for you. Oh, the town is also home to the start and finish of the annual Ironman World Championship Triathlon, the annual Kona Coffee Festival. Yum. Mm. That's the one I would be at. (laughs) And the Hawaiian International Billfish Tournament. Very interesting.
1: Now, a little bit about our guests, Gene. Don Herzler was born in Los Angeles, California, and raised in Palos Verdes Estates, California, where he grew up loving surfing and other sports. He attended Palos Verdes High School, Chapman University, and Northwestern Kellogg School of Business and Harvard for graduate work. As an undergrad, Don earned NCAA Division II All-American honors in sprinting and hurdling and is a member of Chapman University's Athletic Hall of Fame. Don had a 40-year career in the insurance industry, where he never missed a paycheck, saved his money, and retired at the age of 61. During his long career, he started at the bottom as an hourly clerk and made his way up to president, CEO of Zurich Middle Markets Insurance. He worked in numerous cities, including Los Angeles, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Baltimore, New York City, Zurich, and London. In New York City, He lived at 45 Wall Street and was one of the first to move into an apartment in New York's financial district. Hey, Gil, we're old enough to remember when no one lived in the Wall Street area. (laughs) It was desolate at night, remember?
0: Yeah, it still is some places.
1: I bet some of those millennials who live there now will be petrified at the (laughs) darkness of a 70s financial district night. (laughs) Don has written numerous books and articles. His latest book, Suddenly Retired, A Roadmap for What Comes Next. Has been a bestseller on Amazon and has put him in direct touch with a lot of folks who are trying to figure out their own retirement. He started out writing one-liners for comedians and columnists at age 12. Wow. Wow. Some of the jokes ended up being used for Bob Hope. Wow. He's also been a keynote speaker for decades and a frequent radio guest and owns Kua Bay Publishing. All of Don's books will be listed in the show notes.
0: So Don's been married to Linda Herzler for over 50 years. Unfortunately, she will be unable to join us today. So please send her our regards, Don. The couple Uh has, thank you. The couple has two grown children and five grandchildren. When not in Hawaii, they're traveling the world. Wow. They've been to over a hundred countries. Gene, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. We're going to (laughs) try. I don't know. We'll see. Don and Linda are professional photographers and co-owners of a high-end landscape photography company called Lava Light Gallery. You must check out their photographs on their website, donhersler.com. They are truly amazing. I've been hooked on their Instagram shots alone. Don says he loved living in New York. However, quote, Kailua Kona, Hawaii is more better due to weather, ocean conditions, 4.5% sales tax, and my house tax of less than 3000 a year because I am over 60 and live here full time. However, I miss the culture, excitement, and great healthcare and shopping options we had in New York City. Everything is a bit of a trade-off, and we could be happy anywhere. Don's interests include photography, writing, travel, surfing, snorkeling, and rocks.
2: Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> like rocks.
1: <laughs> Before we go, on, I have to say this: I want to grow up and be like Don. <laughs> it's too late, I once it's too considered late. myself an athlete. I've run sixteen marathons. I'm currently out of shape. Right, Kil. Unfortunately. I'm not going to answer. <laughs> Don is 75 years old and still spends some morning swimming two miles and maybe I think he said more sometimes yeah. in yeah. the ocean. OK, OK. Enough of me being a fanboy.
0: Yeah, be quiet. Aloha, Don, <laughs> and welcome to Retire There. You guys uh, have been all over the world, you and Linda. How did you land in Hawaii, may we ask, and specifically in Keilua, Kona on the Big
2: Island? Well, aloha. It is really good to be here. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction and all the information that you gave. Hey, there was one thing that I would correct in the deal. Uh, you, I think you said that we were like 20,000 people on on this side in Kailua-Kona, and we're really about 200,000, 150 to 200,000, which Hilo is about the same size, a little larger. I think what you're looking at was probably what I'm looking at and you're looking at are expanded parameters for what they call Kona. But it's a fairly good-sized town. It's really about 150000 And you mentioned the, the shopping and the like, and the, the shopping and the like is uh, pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> so we, okay. thank God, have one of the great Costco's in the world. It's wonderful. They do a great job. We have a great Walmart. We have a great Target. Mm-hmm. That would be about it. We have one really nice Market Safeway, and it's brand new. And we have some local markets, food and save and the like, that are quite nice. And we we like them as well. But if you need things, we do one of two things. We get on a plane and fly to Oahu, where you can get anything. And it's 40 minutes away by plane. And I, I saw the rate the other day was $29 round trip. Wow. So I'll get over there yeah. for $29 to certainly less than $100 at any time of the year round trip. And so we do that. We're gonna We're getting ready to do that again in a couple of weeks. And we go on a shopping tear when we do it. And then uh, the second way is that uh, if you live here, I promise you, you own Amazon Prime. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, otherwise, uh, you're going to spend a fortune on deliveries. Deliveries are sometimes more expensive than, than the goods. So those are kind of the ups and downs of, uh, of living here.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us how you chose the space, though, despite all that.
2: Oh, I, thank you. Thank I, I, you. I read in your book that you everybody thought you were
1: going to move to Southern California because you both grew up there and you love the ocean.
2: We, we do. And I love California and I still do. Both of our kids live there. Our grand all of our grandkids live there. Uh, many of our friends are still there. I just sold the family house that we've had mm-hmm. in our family since 1954. Wow. Uh, which is uh, one of the Great happy experiences of my life because the real estate market out there just went out of its mind. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we know. uh, So that was, that was a fun thing. But no, we love California. We get there all the time and we will do so the rest of our life. But as far as living there, the taxation situation is horrendous. The getting from one place to another is horrendous. But most importantly for us, they do not have an ocean that you can get into comfortably all year round. Uh, You can get uh, in in the wintertime as I did as a kid with a wetsuit on but at my age and I'm I'm as uh, I weigh what I weighed in high school so I'm I'm kind of a skinny wow it uh I get cold in in a cold ocean here the water is never below 80 degrees it's perfect it's clear as can be you don't have the seaweed and uh, you don't step on stingrays and the like it is heaven on earth so the ocean is was the decider for us
0: and why this particular side of things why Why Kona?
2: Linda's grandparents uh, lived for a good part of their life on the Hilo side. And Mm -hmm. so we've been going to the Hilo side forever. And uh, we know it quite well. We love it. In fact, photographically, we really love it. However, it does rain there about every day. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We always kind of kid. And trust me, it's only the people on this side of the island who do the kidding. (laughs) <laughs> that the folks from Hilo, uh, you know, if you look at them carefully, they've got moss on the north side of it. You know? <laughs> it does rain there. And we had lived in Pittsburgh and Chicago and a, and a few places where it rained quite a lot, and we decided, you know, enough of that. So we wanted to be in the sun. This is the sunny side, the dry side of the island, and that's what what brought us here. We considered Oahu too many people in Oahu and a little expensive to live. We considered Maui, too many people in Maui, and too many visitors in Maui who drive all the prices up, and things are a little fancier there. And I'm an old surfer. I, you know, when I was 18, I'd be happy to go out and bump heads with anybody and fight for a wave, but I'm 75, and I'm not going to do that anymore. And you come over here, and it's like, uncle, if you're old, they call you uncle. Uncle, the <laughs> next wave is yours, bro. You go. Oh, that's so, so great. <laughs> I, I love that. I love being uncle. So, <laughs> And I will say that, that, that is a true thing, that if you are, uh, let's say, above 60, you are treated with respect. And you, you might hear, you might or might not, but uh, you might hear that, that, uh, that people who weren't born here are called Howleys and that that's not a, a nice term at all. It's not. Take great offense to it when somebody would call me that, which has only happened twice in 15 years. It doesn't happen after you hit 60, because I don't care who you are. They call you uncle. And, uh, or auntie, if you're, uh, you right. know, if you get really old uh, and you're a woman, they call you tutu. So, but those are all from respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, the it's kind of an yeah. endearing thing. Yeah. So yeah. it was an easy choice for us. We, we narrowed it down in my book, Suddenly Retired. And another book I wrote on retirement a few years ago called Smells Like Retirement. I outlined a process of trying to figure out who you're going to be, what you're going to do and where you're going to do it in retirement. It is a non-brain surgery type. It's a very simple, like 10 question, 20 question thing. Gets you to the end line. And I'll tell you, when we did that in about an hour, we went, oh, Kona, it's narrowed it down to that. So, and it'll do that for about anybody and help them decide where they want to live oh, and what they're going to do. Thank you. I'm yeah, going to have to check It was
1: interesting. Out. I read your book and you have 10 things you want from retirement location. And 10 things you don't want from a retirement location, 10 things to avoid from a retire- retirement location. It's interesting the things you didn't want. You didn't want to work. You didn't want to volunteer work because you did that all your life and you'll give money to organizations. You didn't want to take care of people. You didn't want to run mo- out of money, obviously. You didn't want to live out of the United States because you've been around the world.
0: Anything that detracts from, from happiness, happiness
1: you didn't want. You didn't want to become segregated. You want a place that was yeah. a diverse okay, place. Yeah. Which- you don't want to be isolated, which you are, I think, on an island, you're a little isolated. But anyway, and the ninth is, you didn't want to become disconnected. And the, the last one, you didn't want to be a burden to your children or grandchildren. I think that all this might be a little different, but it's great to have a list like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and de- everybody's list is going to be different. And yeah, mine, yeah. You, you make it sound so selfish. Shame on you. <laughs> uh, but oh, but I hate really to tell is, you,
0: I happen to agree with almost all of it. <laughs> it,
2: it really is selfish. And by gosh, don't we retirees get to have a moment in our life when we are a little selfish? Absolutely. I have been on every charitable board. I have been in every right. meeting. I have yeah. gone to every speaking engagement and spoken for free, I, I, literally thousands of times. And the like. At some point, you go, "Eh, it's enough. I want to go to the yeah. beach." Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I and and that's not going to happen if you continue to be on fifteen boards. And by the way, I have another feeling about this, and everybody. Free to disagree with me. I have some dear friends in New York City who would thoroughly disagree with me on (laughs) this. And they're on every board you can think of. I say, get the heck out of the way and let the younger people have that experience. Ah. Hmm. You can lay over on the side, they know where to call you and and the like. Guess what? When I send them a big fat check for their charity, they really like that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so they want. Yeah. Yeah, I have changed from being active and using because. I have one thing that is limited right now, and that's my time. And I'm going to, I want to take good care of my time. I've got enough money to make it to the end, but I don't have enough time to live forever. And so I want to utilize that properly. So that's where that comes
0: from. Oh, well said, man. That was so good. I think
2: it's very fair. I don't think it's selfish
1: at all. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's the way you said it, Gene. Oh, it is.
1: Don't be isolated. <laughs> I don't want to
0: help people, you
1: know. No, but on an island, do you feel a little isolated on the island? No,
2: not at all. Zero point zero. Hmm. When you live here, it is absolutely like living. And we're very fortunate. We have a beautiful house in the light. It's like living in a four Seasons resort. So you're meeting new people every day. They're here to have fun. They're diverse. And they're from all over the world. Uh, we, we have good connections to Asia, good connections to Europe, uh, good connections to South America. So there's people that come here from all over the world. We get to meet them. We get to play with them. We get to know them. Sometimes we get to go visit them or they come and visit us. I in no way, shape, or form ever feel isolated. One exception during the pandemic. Yeah. That was no fun for anybody anywhere, was it? That was, and we had a hard lockdown here. So that was the one time that I felt a little isolated. You know, you know what's interesting, Gil?
1: Don and Linda, in, I believe, November of 2019, were in China and were in Wuhan
2: for, for a <coughs> short time, right? Wow. Is that correct? We were, in, we were in Wuhan. And let me tell you, this was, I think, four days before the Chinese government announced they had a problem. They came to us and said, would you... Come out tonight and photograph the wet markets. We'd like some specific shots from the wet markets and the like. And I mean, we've been doing photography all along and they they knew us and of us. I said, eh, no, I said, I'm old. We've been here for a month or whatever it was. We're tired. Uh, We're going to be in Wuhan for three or four more days, uh, two or three more days, I guess. No, thanks. I don't like wet markets at all. So no. Next morning, they came and said, hey, get on the bus. We're leaving. And I said, we're leaving. We? Yeah, we're going to the airport. So they took us 100 miles away. When we got to the airport, people were in hazmat, and they wouldn't tell us why we were leaving early. You had to walk through a machine that was reading your temperature, and they sent us to Shanghai. Nothing said. Nothing said when we got to Shanghai. A couple of days later, we went to Seoul, Korea on our way home. And they said, have you been in Wuhan? I said, well, yeah. And they said, oh, step over here for your medical evaluation, because people are dying in the streets there. I went, what the heck? So yeah, it was startling. That was a bad. That oh was a bad start God. to the pandemic for us. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> but, not not knowing how, how that sick, would take so, you.
2: Thank God. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, good thing, good thing. Okay, so let's come back here to your island and let's talk about for our audience. Can we talk about pricing of homes? Can you tell us what your experience was?
2: Here's what I hear, and, and I work in the gallery. Maybe twice a month or three times a month when somebody's going to a wedding or has to have a day off or something. And I go in and work and we're, and and it's a 12 hour shift when we do it. So I'm in there. I talk Mm. to a lot of people and here's what I always hear. Oh, we would love to hear live here, but the cost of living is so expensive. So I'll break that down and answer your specific question. I'll start with that. Yes. Housing is quite expensive here. Not like New York city, (laughs) <laughs> but it is, well, it is don't quite, compare to New York. Don't compare no, to New York. It is quite, it is quite expensive compared to Nebraska or Michigan or something like that. And there's not a lot of availability, which of course is what drives the price up. Yeah. Uh, the rentals are fairly expensive. There's not much you can get for less than two grand a month, and that'll be in a ohana. An ohana is a attached or detached small living space that is accompanies a home. And they are originally designed for the mother-in-law, father-in-law to live in. Ah. But now they're for rent for about two grand. Yeah, it's expensive. I would say half a million minimum for a, a decent house. When people from the East Coast or Florida see our ads and say, come over here and get 20 acres and a small house, a quite small house, but on a, a fully functioning house on 20 acres, be very, very careful of that wonderful offer that you're getting because uh, it's going to be in an earthquake zone. It's going to be in a lava zone and it's going to be in an area with no zoning and no facilities. And when I say no facilities, let's be real clear. No water.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so you, we, you catchment your own, what you it's called catchment. You get, you collect your own water. You probably will have electricity. They, They will run a line there. But you won't have much else. There's no gas on the island. We don't have natural gas. You use propane and tanks and the like. So it's it's kind of out, outdoor living for that kind of money. So I'd say half a million to buy. I'd say 2000 a month to rent. And here's the problem with it. It is very cyclical, unlike any place I've ever lived. We bought a house here for a song and a dance in 2010 because the guy who built it went bankrupt on it in 2008. Oh wow! And um, so we got it for next to nothing. By the way, we sold our house in Chicago at the same time for a little less than nothing. <laughs> we got it. We took a major beating on that house, oh, but we bought we bought this one uh, with the other guy taking a major beating, and now it's triple, quadrupled in value because demand is up. So we're we're pretty cyclical. So you've got to kind of time it. And
0: how big is your house? Is it two bedroom, three it's, bedroom? It's
2: not. I've had. Two or three, eight thousand square foot houses on six acres. Over my, over the years, we've had big houses. We've also lived in New York City. No, we didn't have anything like that in New <laughs> York City. Here, we're older now. We wanted to all be on one level. Yes. And we wanted to. We, if you have two bedrooms, you will have two bedrooms worth of visitors about fifty weeks a year. <laughs> so we have two bedrooms: our room and a and a, and a guest bedroom. And an office, which is actually a—I'm in it now—is actually a bedroom, but we use it as an office. But we don't have that extra one more where oh, the kids can come too. Uh, <laughs> we love visitors, and we have them. They—they they are staying with us week after week. That's fine. But at some point, enough's enough, you know. So we—we we don't make it in. This is not a hotel. So <laughs> you know, they're welcome to come. I usually tell them, "Here's the sign." I have a. Let's see i can do this without ruining things see that oh, crocodile. what is that a barrack oh what is that that's a saltwater crocodile that i got in the water oh, with my photographed God. right this wow this close away i have that one and another one that, that is gorgeous is right is open like this right next to me and they have okay. beautiful big teeth okay. and i moved that into their room on the fourth night <laughs> this is a little hint that you know we do have hotels on the island that are available Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. The audience, I wish they could see what you just showed us, but it was a massive, scary animal.
2: (laughs) I think we have about 2,500 square feet inside. And then homes in in Hawaii have an outside area called a lanai, which you might want to call a covered patio. That area is probably another 2,000 square feet oh, and wow. we use it just like living space. Yeah. And we have dinner tables and stuff like that out there. And then in front of that is a pool, which is nice to have a pool over here. And yeah. by the way, that's something I should mention. Uh, along this idea of how costly it is to live here, we have the most expensive electricity in the United States by like double.
0: So give us uh, a sense is- of what that number
2: is. Well, a monthly- okay, I'll give you a real good sense of it. Our, our house, 2,500 square feet or so, when we first moved in, it has no air conditioning equipment at all because we don't need it. We live in the coffee district up about 700 feet oh. and the wind comes down off the 8,500 oh. mountain Beautiful. every night, goes across the fragrant flowers right across our bed, not the other window. Nice. And so we don't need, we don't need air conditioning. We have no heating unit in the house, not even a portable one. It's never, ever been cold enough that we would turn on a heater. So we don't have any. Yeah. Electricity going to those things. I don't have a freezer. We have a refrigerator, but I don't have a freezer. So, and we have after that, the normal things, televisions and, and the like, right? $750 a month 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And it's higher than that now. Wow. What? 750 10, years, 10, ago. 10 years, right. years ago. And if I wanted to heat up electrically my hot tub, it was $50 a night to heat it up oh, with oh electricity gone so i said that's eh, enough of that we put in solo electric mm. we put in solar hot water i now am charged zero per month for the water zero and have been for 10 years and i keep my pool at 98 degrees because i'm old and i like it hot <laughs> not just the spa the whole pool oh my People goodness go, this is too hot get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I love and uh, and then the electricity went from seven fifty dollars or more per month to $20 a month. And the $20 wow. is to keep me on the grid so that if something goes wrong with my system, it automatically switches over to the ah. grid and I go back to paying for it. I've had it on there for 10 years. I've never had to go onto the grid. It's always $20 a month. We don't have the, at least I don't have the kind of a situation where I produce extra electricity and get money back, but I produce electricity in the daytime and then I get that back at night. So I have no charge. Okay. So I don't currently have batteries for it. I will have one of these days, but when we get an electric car, I'll I'll put batteries in. Uh Right now it's just we generate it and then we put off the extra and we bring it back in at night and it costs me $20 a month. By the way, that thirty thousand that I spent to put it in, between the federal and the state government, they gave me back twenty five of the thirty thousand in the first wow. six months.
0: That's amazing. And the other way. five
2: thousand, if you do the math, it would be less than a year before I was zero cost on sure. the system, and the system was good for thirty years. Wow! Wow! So when people say it's expensive to live here, examine it a little more closely. I find it. I've lived in fourteen different cities with Linda and I. 14 different cities. I find it to be one of the least expensive places to live. You don't buy anything. You don't, uh, you know, people don't wear jewelry. I don't wear, I've got a gold Rolex. I I haven't worn it in years. Uh, This is the fancy, trust me, this is the fanciest thing I own.
0: Yeah, that looks pretty fancy designer there. Who makes that shirt?
2: I do not own a suit. I don't have any hard (laughs) shoes. I have one pair of slacks in case I have to go to a funeral somewhere or something, you know. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, I am, we got nothing and we're trying to get less. We're trying to simplify. So wow. I find it and, and walk outside and, and pick bananas or, you know, any of the other fruits that we have papayas and, and all that stuff around us and, and the fish are for free, the lobster are for free. You know, you just, it, it's a pretty simple place to live.
0: Wow. Along those lines, what about internet costs and all that?
2: I'm very happy to say that I'm able to charge my internet cost off to my companies. I've got oh. <laughs> publishing and a lot of like I do spend quite a bit on, it's actually quite expensive. I have the highest professional level of internet connection, okay. which is blazing fast. Wow. Blazing fast by anybody's standards. And I pay extra for that. And then I've got everything anybody's ever thought of for cable TV uh, you know, and and all of that's built in there, and then the phone service is built in, and it's all about two fifty a month. Okay, okay. okay. I you could get that down to probably sixty dollars a month if you didn't, you know, if have, you didn't have all that. Yeah. All right,
0: but that go, that covered cable, that yeah. covered your internet and your phone.
2: Cable, it's good. Yeah, yeah. you know, we're not watching nineteen fifties programming. It's. Uh, <laughs> You're not. Well, a little bit. So old man. A little bit. A little bit. We do. No, it's it's good stuff. It's it's okay. good stuff. Okay. Yeah. And
1: what what about? We had a woman on from Oahu, and she was complaining about the price of food on the island. Is the food much more expensive than it is on the mainland?
2: Yes, it is. And uh, you know, if it's local stuff, it's cheap as heck. And you buy it off the street. You buy your avocados on the way to the market. Bye some kid who's out there selling them for two for a buck and the same with lobster and ahi you get that just by somebody standing on one side of the road or whatever and you'll usually know them you know Mm -hmm. that stuff is not bad at all but you get in there and and get good beef you get you know some fancy cheeses and stuff like that pretty doggone expensive i will say she's right on that without without a doubt and what
1: about is the housing prices is it somewhat lower than either maui or oahu the
2: housing prices on the big island it's much lower than both. Maui and Oahu. Uh, Oahu is insane. I, I was trying to buy a building over in the Waikiki area for a potential another gallery and I've just finally taken that off of my to-do list. Wow. <laughs> it's, Smart. Just, it's outrageous and the homes are outrageous too and Maui's no different. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was looking on a realtor.com earlier just for a two-bedroom, two-bath home in Kailua, Kona where you are. I found two actually that were in the 200 range but, you know, obviously far from any spectacular view but still. And then the rest were...
1: Sounds really low. Is that uh, right?
0: There was only two though out of the 55
2: available
0: condos and i mean i specified oh, they
2: were condos
0: i specified condos i specified that you, know, code. you
2: condos occasionally you'll find them for that range to 350 that are not bad but they're small
0: yeah 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 and but, you have
2: to look and see what the maintenance is on them yeah. as well
0: But the majority were from four to five. And then I will tell you, I went to the next page. Those, they were spectacular, of course. For example, there were a few that had big pools, but you're sharing it within the community with the other condo Mm -hmm. owners. So, you know, you don't have that privacy, but they were going over uh, a million. So, yeah. So, but, but I'm saying that there are two to $400,000 units, two bedroom, too bad. I just want to get, say that and say that. Um, so I think, I think if you wanted to live in a quiet kind of not crazy touristy area, your, your town is perfect for that.
2: Right. Uh, I, you know, I will tell you, it is, uh, Quiet doesn't cover it. <laughs> we roll everything up at six o'clock around here. I mean, there is nothing downtown. The, the entertainment is, uh, you know, get yourself a, uh, a, a hand puppet routine to do at home or something. There's no, nothing going on. Um, uh, there, you know, you could go to the luau's and, and those of us who live here, um, we go to one luau per lifetime. And we're done with that. So uh, there's, just, there's not much going on at night, and there's not a lot culturally. I have to say, I mean, I, don't take me wrong on that. I love hula. I'm I'm dead serious about this. I love hula, and I love things that go along with the Hawaiian culture. I love them, but there's not much past that. And you know, you're not going to go down. Oh, Elton John's coming this weekend. No, he's not. <laughs> He won't be here soon. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you don't, you, you just, you don't get that. Yeah. Know? But for uh, people
0: like Gene and I, you know, we have, we have a lot of um, outside interests, anything from making pottery or, or making, making jewelry. And you have photography, the arts. I love to paint. So we have all that. And to me, I would just want that scenery and that peacefulness. So I will say that.
2: You, you but- will have. All of the support for your art and interest that you could ever want. Linda is a member of a collective and they go in there and pottery. Mm -hmm. She has another gentleman who has mentored her and he's one of the world's best ceramics guys and and the like. And he just does beautiful, beautiful work, painting and and all that stuff. There's tremendous support for that. Mm -hmm. That you will have. What you're not going to have any support for is let's go down and see the Rembrandt. Yeah it ain't here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. I
0: really appreciate that. Well, let's talk a bit about healthcare. Tell us what your thoughts were and what's available nearby.
1: Right, because in his book, Suddenly Retired, that's on the list of things he does want. One of the 10 things he does want from retirement.
0: Well, I hope so,
1: Gene. Good health care. Okay,
2: It gives me an opportunity to say, I don't care who you are, the 10 things or so that you absolutely want in your retirement, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a place that has all 10. Right. So workarounds and compromises are going to have to be made. In our case, unfortunately, and I consider it to be very unfortunately, ours is health care. We do not have great health care here. It is a little better than third world. And let me describe that to you. I got in a bad surfing accident, split open my head, oh my and uh, it was an Easter Sunday. And I I went to an emergency place to have them put me back together. They said, "Oh yeah, no problem, we can do that." And the guy said to the assistant, "Give me some whatever they use, Lanacaine, Novocaine, whatever it is. We had to clean it out first, right?" Mm-hmm. And the guy said, "Oh, we don't have any." <laughs> Oh my goodness! And, and the guy says, "We're an emergency room. What do you mean we don't have any?" He says, "We don't have any." He said, uh, "Our supply comes in Wednesday. This was oh Sunday." God! And I said, "Go ahead and do it." And he said, "Sir, this is a big, huge open head wound. I have to clean it first thoroughly. That's going to hurt like heck. And then I've got to put staples in it, and quite a few." I said, "Have at it. Let's go." Oh God. And he said, "Well, you need to go to our community hospital." Well, our community hospital, which I have had good service at it, so I'm not going to beat up on them. But at that time, they had an infestation of head lice.
0: Oh God!
2: And so uh, I was not going to go you over a head crawling into a that, place open. that had an infestation <laughs> of head lice. Oh my God! So I said, "No, thanks. I'm not going to go there." So I said, "Just do it." And he said, "All right." So we cleaned it up, and they got done, and they brought my head back up, and there's tears just running down my face. And he said, "How is that?" And I said that uh, that, <laughs> oh, that hurt like the Dickens. That oh, that was pretty God. bad. And he said, "Well, you're not going to like the next part. Bend over. Oh, We're going to put in that first uh, staple." And I bent oh, my head over. Bam! And he the the tears just squirted out of my oh, eyes. Oh my goodness! And oh, my he and it just really shook me. And it came up. He said, "How was that?" And I said, "I said that that uh, oh, that hurt." And he said, "Yeah, you're not going to like this." He said, "Didn't go in right. I got to take oh, it." Oh my God! No. <laughs> Now, if you want something really cutting edge, medically, cutting edge, like let's pick something cutting edge. Let's say a colonoscopy. <laughs> you can't get that here. No. What? Yeah. So the last colonoscopy that I had, because I get them every five years on my, yeah, you know, yeah. my my annual physical sort of a thing. Yeah. They had me prep here to get on the 6.30 a.m. flight, <gasps> clinched up about as no, good as I no, could go. No, no. And fly to Oahu. What? Just praying for no charges to go there, get the colonoscopy done, and then get back on the plane and come home. No No way. Now... I will also mention that no one was watching over me after I have them knock me out for philosophy. They, you know how they yeah, sometimes say, yeah. well, you can watch it right up here. Right, right. We don't right. want to watch that on the camera. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in that at all. So I want to be knocked out. So you knock me out. So they knocked me out and they started to have at me. And I went, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm still awake. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, goodness. how could you be? We gave you an extra. I said, I don't care. You two are talking about surfing and blah, 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 blah. Oh, and I said, I am still awake and they said oh well we'll give you some more they put some more in and then the last thing i heard them say was oh there's a kink in the line and then i was damn <laughs> oh was my god i can't
0: tell the this. next thing
2: i remember <laughs> i'm in my bed in kona Oh my god. now my wife is with me she said that i was the most obnoxious human being to <laughs> everybody in the street everybody in the plane she said i don't know how anybody let you get on a plane <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish he was here man. so that's our healthcare. We don't. We don't have oh, great healthcare. Then so why what, the
0: hell are you there? Well,
2: so what you do is I have made arrangements yeah. to go off island for things when I have serious things. I'll go to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, I'll go to Los Angeles. I'll go to Honolulu. You can get anything in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. I'll go to Honolulu, and they're they're very good. But if you have a emergency emergency like let's say I'm seventy five years old, and you have say a stroke which runs in my family. Not so good. You have if a helicopter?
0: You, you have a helicopter you, standing you, nearby?
2: You get over there in a hurry because I have that service available to me. But, you know, whether you're still operating or not is another question. I have a dear friend of mine who was involved in a motorcycle accident. Honestly, he would have lived anywhere else in America, but we didn't have a trauma center. And they couldn't stabilize him long enough to get him on a plane and get him to Oahu, And he died. Oh, so my goodness. it is I'm a sorry. real, if you have a specialty situation, let's say you have advanced diabetes, or you have a heart condition Right. or you have something serious like that that requires specialized treatment, don't think about living here. If you do think about living here part of a year, not all year, because you're not going to find it. There's just no specialty. So there's one hospital in Kona, is that right? There's a, there's actually three on the island, a little one in Kona, a little one in Waimea, which is quite good, and a, a bigger one in Hilo. I've been in all three of them because I, I have a pretty <laughs> active lifestyle. And they took care of my needs. I, like I said, I have no gripes with them, but it's not... We're you would go if you had cancer or something that's yeah, not yeah, where you would yeah. sign up to go so. but
0: hilo is about a 40 minute drive isn't it i hilo remember like we two went and over and a the half kilo. Hour
1: two and a half yeah what
0: two and Wait a minute hour two hours. Half hours where were we yeah. where did we go on vacation were we in the near big Carolina? island yeah, yeah.
1: We
2: were
0: yeah. oh we were okay okay i didn't know yeah, i it's forgot two and a half hours Okay.
2: I I had a dear friend of mine recently had a pretty serious heart attack and they medevaced her by airplane and she was over there quickly and they saved her and she's doing fine. Yeah, that's the downside of it. I don't consider it a small downside. I consider it a big downside. I will tell you this and I don't know how to say this and sound anywhere near like a rational human being, but I'm 75 and I don't give a poop. (laughs) (laughs) At some point, at some point, the end is coming and I do not want to be going meekly. I am going to be running hard. My grandson told me the other day, he was over here, 10 years old, and he got me aside and he said, you know, pops, he said, we all know you're going to die in some interesting way. And I said, you guys have discussions about this? And he I goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it is I, it I is.
0: know it'll be during some humongous fish or animal. I could just see you'll be fighting <laughs> Zeus, you know?
2: <laughs> my dad, my dad had never been in the hospital he was 94 and he was dying. And he, I went to see him and he, uh, he was in California and I, I went to see him and I, he said, Oh, he said, this is no good. This, he said, this is no good. He said, uh, son, he said, how are you going to die? I said, pops. I said, you know, pretty good chance I'll be eaten by a tiger shark. He goes, good idea. You'll make all the papers. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: oh, so this runs in the family <laughs> a little bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I'm not going to. I'm not going to base my life and base my happiness on taking a, such a conservative line that I take all the fun out of things. So if there's a price for that, and there may well be, I don't mean to be stupid yeah, about it. Yeah. I'm an old, I earn my living as, as studying risk. Insurance, and yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, I'm not eager to sign up for something that's stupid, but I'm going to be up there pretty close to the edge of stupid and having fun while I do it.
0: So what about Linda? I mean, does she share all these Theories as well?
2: Linda, last night, actually it was two nights ago, two nights ago, we went out, my partner and I and Linda, and we, and we have had huge surf here this week, 30-foot surf. It wow. has been memorable. If you ever happen to catch on... You name it, TikTok or whatever, the wave going over the top of a condominium building.
0: Whoa. Yeah. 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 It'll look real.
2: That's directly below our house. So it's, uh, yeah, that's right here. And uh, it has been huge surf. I've been out photographing it for four days straight. I'm exhausted. So whenever it was last night or the night before, yeah, yeah, night before, we went out at sunset. And we went out to the shoreline where the big waves hit an abrupt coastline and they don't break out in the ocean. They break against the coast and they shoot hundred feet up in the air and they're spectacular. And there are sinkholes there where the water then drains in their old lava tube drains into them and you can use a slow exposure and make these beautiful shots. Mm. The only problem is you put yourself at risk of the wave hitting you. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so we look up and our partner CJ, who's out in front of us, is running for his life with his truck. Tripod and ten thousand oh dollars worth of camera like this Whoa. on a slippery surface, running mm. for his life. And I turned and started yelling at Linda, "Brace yourself!" and blah blah blah. And the water came in this high
0: mm. uh, up to neck. Her necks, yeah,
2: knocked her down. Linda had the presence of mind to hold the camera at least two inches above the ocean. What? Oh my goodness. And waited for me to be able to walk or swim over and grab the camera and get it out of there. Oh. And then once I got it to safety, I came back and dragged her. Oh my God. <laughs> and oh she's man. 73. I can
0: believe you.
2: Priorities. Priorities, really? I'm going to brag two more times on her. One is we both shoot for two different swimsuit companies. Typically, the swimsuit companies will send you a variety of swimsuits that they want your models to wear. And they're not quite sure the sizing, so they'll give you two of the same suit. And so this company sent us two of a, a suit that was not a bikini; it was more, it was more of a rash guard sort of a thing. Okay. And I said, Delinda, put it on. You used to be a model. Put it on. She said, I'm 72 years. I said, Put it on. We're gonna. I'm gonna match you up with the model, and we're gonna see what we can get. It was the first photo that they bought. Wow. So I, got, oh. I took the check and gave it to her and said, You are now a 72 year old swimsuit model. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, Sports
0: Illustrated, you go. And
2: then the last one was, he and I went out Kind of hilarious and I won't I won't bore you with the whole story, but it was a pretty funny story. We went way out in the ocean, several miles out. And the rest of the people aboard, I think, thought that they were going to jump in and play with the beautiful little dolphin. Linda and I knew, no, those are not dolphins. <laughs> those are great, <laughs> big sharks.
0: Oh my. And God. so
2: we jumped in with our cameras and we know how to handle ourselves with sharks. And these happened to be two of the most, the most dangerous shark in the world. It's called an oceanic white tip, and they were big ones, and they were very keen on getting at us. and so these other people jump in the water with us. They don't know what they're doing, sort of a thing. And one of them got their first look at the shark and went out of her mind. And she elbowed me in my nose and broke it. Oh and then she God. and then to seal the deal, hit her knee on my nose and broke it some more. <laughs> oh, and my face mask literally filled up with blood. This was oh quite interesting God. to the two sharks. Yeah, so they yeah. came right at me. Oh. Linda, age 72, steps in in front of me with her camera, whacks him with the camera a couple of times, and gave me time to get back to the boat and get out of the water. No. So she is kind of new to this. Oh, my God. And, and a little more reluctant than I am to put myself at risk. But she's a pretty gutsy lady, I got to say. I got to say, the two of you. En- she has enjoyed the rewards of making your life riskier than it ever has been. And I'm a big advocate of that. If you're ever going to do risky, don't do it. Don't do it early in your life. Do it <laughs> now, that's a good point. Actually, yes. That's a really good. Point. I always think of, uh, of of the the two Yankees that uh, were the, the pitcher and the and the fielder. I can't think of their names right now, but but they made a big splash and they were rookies of the year and they're making all this money and everything. They immediately got into cocaine and this, that, and the other. I'm going. Can you not wait till the end of your career? <laughs> Do that at the end of your career, not at the beginning of your career, my goodness. So
0: so I I have a a question just to go back. So I would think that I wouldn't want to aggravate that shark, that white tip by hitting at them. But that made them go away.
2: No, it makes them circle. Uh, In fact, I have a friend of mine. I am known as uh, three, three bump Donnie. (laughs) If an oceanic white tip bumps the camera housing that I'm holding three times and the people who I go out with know me real well. I want them to intervene and let three bump Donnie get back on the boat. I am not a hero. I'm ready to get out of the water. One of those guys that keeps me safe out there, Seth, one time, and he had a, his GoPro to prove it, got bumped 50 times. So they don't go away. 50 times. Oh wow. my God. It circled, But It gave you back. time
0: to get on the boat. And yeah. then she was but still they, down they there.
2: They do circle and they'll oh. kind of size you up. And then they'll either make a false charge at you or they'll make a full charge at you or they'll just leisurely go by you and circle around you and see how aware you are. Mm. You never know mm. with them. You just never underestimate them. Okay. So okay. does does it make them aggravated? No, oh, I don't think crazy. it aggravates them. I guess I think it throws it them,
0: off them off their yeah. re-maneuver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she then ran up also on the boat as yeah. once they... Yeah. Okay, okay, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Not that this is ever going to happen to me. I don't know why I, I, right. I even asked. All right, let's but, go
1: on to another one of your... <laughs> Another one from your book. Another one of your ten um, things that you want from retirement. Airport. You want you want a good airport, half an hour away from where you live. Do you have that? I
2: have that. Yes. Which airport? Kona. I can get anywhere. I can get anywhere in the world from Kona easily, and so I can fly to Los Angeles nonstop. Hopefully, I can. Um, if it is a one stop, you're in trouble because there's none planned. You know, it goes to Denver. It goes to all sorts of places on United, on Delta, on whomever, and so uh, you can go directly to Japan. You've got Real good options out of Kona. If it doesn't go to some place specific, like for some reason we don't go to Tahiti from here. You can fly 42 minutes over to Oahu, change planes, and you go directly to Tahiti. So, yeah, we have an excellent airport.
1: Okay. The only thing about that airport, remember, Jill? That <laughs>
0: yeah, airport, it's all outdoors. It's all
2: outside. It's all outdoors, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, where's the airport? And Gene goes, you're standing in it. <laughs> and I have a beef with when they check your bag for agricultural items. <laughs> One day, Gene and uh, our son went over to watch some opening basketball No, game. that was
1: when the, the NBA finals was in all the right, right. summer because well, of whatever, COVID.
0: Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, I had three suitcases, Don, and I don't know why. I don't know who was packing these things, but the <laughs> but the two of them said, um, we're going to go inside and watch the game. Can you like just sit here? I sit for an hour and a half. Yes, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? There's no air conditioning, but who needs it? They wouldn't <laughs> let us go in with the suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I take it was too early. We were about to check in and they were still inside. So I'm lugging these things and the guy says, "Put the suitcase on the ramp. We have to check for agriculture whatever." So I said, "Fine." So I did that. All 3 of them came out fine. Then I go and the woman weighs it. One bag was 2 pounds over, okay? And the others were below. So I go around and here I am opening up the locks, opening up the suitcase, taking crap out and trying to rebalance the other 2 cases. And I'm thinking, "Oh, okay, this is good. This is good." I even took them on the weight, and I put them on. I mean, the scale. Come back around. The guy goes, "Agriculture ramp." I'm like, "What? I was here a second ago, <laughs> you know." And I, fine, fine, fine. So I let him go back up. I go back to the front, and they go, "You're still a pound off." I said, "You got to be effing. You have got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding." So, long story short, this is my memory of the unair-conditioned Kona <laughs> airport. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. I've got I'd i love to tell you how much better it's gotten, but, um, so, no, that was only you know, it years is ago. More than last year. Was it, was it last, last year? year? Oh
0: yeah. God.
2: Yeah. There's, okay. there's not much there, but it, all that I care about is does the plane land there and can I get on it? <laughs> right. No, right. No, no. Sure. Look, we it's have no airport. facilities and oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, if you park your car, it's a one minute walk to get in. You don't yeah. even have to, get on it. you know, it's, it's pretty No, But fun. it's a
0: great airport. No, it's a great airport. And
2: yeah. if you are what we call Kama you live here and they know you or whatever. Come it's like, okay. oh, oh, uncle, you don't need to weigh that. Go ahead, go ahead. you oh, so, want the yeah. uncle treatment?
0: Yeah, yeah. Auntie, auntie. Okay. And
2: what about natural
1: disasters? Do you worry about such thing as volcanoes erupting or no, or tsunamis? In them. Tsunamis or earthquakes?
2: <laughs> had them all. And hurricanes. As well, uh, we just had a hurricane skirt us to the south, which caused the thirty foot surf, and the surf has done some damage. Hurricanes on this side of the island tend to be extremely mild. That that's not a given, but mm-hmm. they tend to be that way historically, because we are protected by a eight and a half thousand foot mountain called Hualalai, which in Hawaiian means either the shield or the protector. Oh. So it protects us from that. Behind that are two nearly 14,000 foot mountains that also protect us from prevailing way that the hurricanes come at us. So by the time they get here, there are breeze and not much not much rain. Oh, wow. So hurricanes, I don't worry about too much. We've lived here 15 years and we've not had any problems with one. Earthquakes, you get used to earthquakes. We have earthquakes. We have earthquakes significant enough that in two cases, I've heard them coming. Wow. Heard them coming. And Linda did too. I mean, we're, we go, oh, and then the sound and then bam. And so, yeah, you, can, you get used to earthquakes. During the 2018 eruption, we were having a thousand earthquakes a day and one of them in the in the 6.0 range oh or bigger God. wow and my partner and i spent a great deal of time over there in Pune evacuating houses taking photos and uh supporting friends of ours who lived over there where they lost 700 homes oh. to the lava and i don't mean it was burned or something the lava would advance and in a lot of places it would be 50 feet high wow 50 feet high so you can't even recover the lot there's just oh. nothing to recover and so we know where those lava zones are and you try to not live in them. But a lot of people do because of what we started the conversation with, which is you saw the ad and, oh, I can get, you know, for $125,000, five acres and a little, no, that's the problem. So, and there's no insurance on it. So, and tsunamis, uh, we take tsunamis very seriously. When uh, the the one that hit Japan got all the publicity as well it should have, we lost 20 homes and and a huge resort completely took it out. So tsunamis are a big concern and uh, you you take them seriously. We have tsunami warnings and all that. Given all of that, I lived in Chicago for 24 years and the lightning, hail and tornadoes scared me to death. I was not raised in an area, I was raised in Southern California that had that kind of stuff. And the first time I saw a tornado, I thought my heart would stop. Everything's a trade-off.
0: Now I see shelves behind you. Even though you have all of these incidents, you still put things back on those shelves. You have like eight shelves behind you. I've
2: never had anything fall. Huh. We've never had anything fall. And we've had some big jolts. But for some reason, I am on, on a solid hunk of lava. I mean, it is a rock. And that might be part of it. But no, we've never had anything fall. We've felt them. We've felt yeah. some that were longer, too. But mm-hmm. we've never had any damage by one. Thank God. Okay.
1: So I have a question. In your book, Suddenly Retired, chapter 32 is called Mastering Two Words, Nap and No." Now, I love nap. T- tell us a little about those two words. What those two words mean to you?
2: So... I have a dear friend who, if she listens to this, and she probably will, will know exactly what I'm talking about, that I coach on this all the time. She is an incredibly successful human being, but she's my age, and she's still involved in everything, the the opera, the arts committee, the college campus, you name it. And she's actively involved in the fundraising and this, that, and the other. She is so busy, she can't do anything. And so uh, we we talk about this. Going back to that selfishness thing, it's like, Don, gosh, look at your background. You've been on 17 different boards of directors. Wow. Would you like to be on the homeowner's board? Uh, no, thank you. No, thank <laughs> you. I would I la- I would. I like to not be on the homeowner's board. Thank you very much. I learned to say no. I always said yes before. I learned to say no. Uh, would you like to be on this board? No. Why? Because I'm going to take a nap, and I don't want anything to interfere with that. So I do take a nap every day. kind of drives my wife nuts because she doesn't always do the same thing. But I kind of get up early, and, and I stay up a little late and like, and I, I you know, to, to take an hour nap in the afternoon i love it (laughs) yeah
0: i can't nap so i can't even relate i mean when i take a nap it's three hours so what the hell you know
1: (laughs) let me ask you you talked about the weather a little can you tell us so specifically how hot does it get
2: i've never ever seen it get over 90 in fact i've never seen it get to 90 ever not one time i don't think i've ever seen it get below 75 my mom who died at 99 almost 100 she and i would talk every day and she would say to me well son now what's what's the what are they going to be today? I said, Well, you know, it's going to be 85 degrees. Wow. Well, how about tomorrow? Well, you know, mom's going to be about 85 degrees. <laughs> so Every day of the year is almost exactly the same thing. It's the same way. The only difference is in the summer, the sun is up an hour longer. So it heats the ocean for an hour more. So that it goes up by two degrees. It goes from 79 to 81 or something like that. But you never get those hot. You don't have a desert to blow in over us or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because of that, I believe, and and, uh, trust me, I'm not a doctor. I have never been sick here. I have never in 15 years had even a cold. Now, I have been horribly injured <laughs> any number of times uh, due to operator error on yeah, my end. I've not gotten the cold, not had the flu, I've not got anything because yeah. the weather's the same all year, and you don't have periods of time when you get too dried out because it's relatively humid. And so I'm healthy, and that, and, that, and you're it, in great
0: shape, and you guys eat healthy. I hear you talk about fish and native food, and all well, that. I do
2: now. I had a whole lifetime of eating as unhealthy as you could, but uh, <laughs> diabetes Chicago. runs in my family. And at one. I was a few years ago getting close to diabetes and, and I said they said, oh you take these shots and eventually are some pills and the like. I said, man, nah, not going to do that I don't take any I don't take any prescription drugs of any kind, zero And wow. I said um, how do I how do I avoid that? And they said, oh you can't you, it's not going to happen I said, well, how do I do it? Well, you'd have to increase your exercise and you'd have to stop eating these foods and you have to lose 40 pounds. So I lost 40 pounds in six weeks and wow. that was three or four years ago and I'd never put back on an ounce. Wow. What and did you do? You just switch, you change your diet or did quit you? quit eating sugar. I quit eating a pint of ice cream every single day. A quart if I could get it. Oh, you know, God. I, I put the pizza aside. I put the pasta aside. Hey, it's not a quality of life thing. I'll tell you that because I'm, I'm not eating as fun as I used to. <laughs> but I I, <laughs> uh, I had lost my discipline there. I now I'm so disciplined that it kind of scares people. They go, you okay? <laughs> I go, yeah. So you were thing. able to
0: go whole turkey. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen these people on some, I forget what show it was, they go through your cupboards and they remove any starch item and they take out all the sugars or anything that could turn into a sugar. You lose that desire for that sweetness, right. right? Well, you do. And, and and then you don't want it anymore. It, even have, For some
2: people, I, it turns them off. I have to tell you a success story, a medical success story. So I went in and my blood numbers, my sugar numbers had gone up dramatically in two years and they put me right to the edge of, of diabetes. And that's when they were going to give me the pills and all that. And I said, no, and all that. So they, they said, well, we have a person who is a dietitian, And in fact, she's got a PhD in it. Would you talk to her? So I talked to her. And then I actually went to a couple of classes she gave. And then she had another friend of hers who was kind of more of an investigator. And she was over in Honolulu. And she called me and she said, you know, I've heard about your situation and all this. And this is very unusual. You've had because I've had physicals my whole life. So I had all the information. She said, we don't see people go up in two years time like you did. And she said, take me through what you eat. We went through everything. And at the end, she said, do you drink soda? And I said, "Uh, yeah. And she says, like what? And she, I said, well, you know, I used to drink Diet Coke by the truckload. And then I got reading up on it on the Internet, whether it's true or not, and it kind of scared me off. And so I, I said, oh, what'd you switch to? I said, well, regular Coke. When'd you do that? I said, oh, two years ago. And she said, oh, and how many do you drink a day? Do you drink one or two a day? I said, oh, six, eight, ten, 10 sometimes. And then there's this long silence and we both are just looking kind of through the telephone line at each other going, wait a minute, two years ago, I switched from that to that much sugar. And so just cutting out the Coke alone. And I haven't had, I'm not a, I was never an alcoholic, but I haven't had any alcohol in 20 or 30 years. And I don't smoke and I don't, I don't do anything else like that so i had some advantages going for me to begin with and just cutting out the sugar made a huge difference by the way if you live here and we do you love rice you get rice with every meal including breakfast and i love rice i haven't had any rice other than yesterday I haven't had any rice in uh in maybe three years that kills me because i do love rice
0: i yep. hope this serves as a reminder for you and me gene because i love dessert i don't want to say i love dessert more than i love life but um and i <laughs> and i do i live to eat dessert. I don't know. I really look forward to it. And now in retirement, I get I I become anxious. So I've been seeking that comfort food in dessert, but I've got to psychologically get out of it. I'm going to have to read your book and I'll just have to bitch about it. You know, I mean,
2: My, my personal feeling on that is that you can if you build in a discipline of not doing it on a regular basis and doing it as a treat from time to time, you know, on a Friday night or something like that, you don't have to give up both worlds. I'm kind of a one way or the other guy. So for me, it's easier to just quit it completely. Yeah, but I do find myself wandering into Starbucks every now and again, going, uh, "Get me those Harmel Frappes and oh <laughs> plain wrapper <God>. for me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't. I don't have that discipline, but I also don't see. I I feel like I'm smarter than the psychology behind the whole. Oh, I think I'll treat myself once a week. I I just won't do it, so I have to go cold turkey, and that's really hard too. No yeah. more, no more Trader Joe's hazelnut cookies. That's our downfall. Yeah. Those cookies. I don't. Eat, I don't want to tell you about those cookies.
2: No, so I just. You just solved the problem. Move here. No Trader Joe's. <laughs> no, uh,
0: but I love Trader Joe's. <laughs> I love their pricing. I love you know. But 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 everyone should know. Gillen's tip of the week: If you plan to buy any of their packaged salads, be very careful because the recycle code is a four. And no, no, it's a seven. And a seven cannot be recycled.
2: Are they big on recycling in Hawaii? They- they do, I have to tell you, it is like many things here, which you kind of instead of being irritated about, which you are in the beginning, you kind of learn to love. It has faltered on execution. And by that I mean is they have recently shut down many of the recycling things. So you pay the nickel per can or whatever it is, and then you at the end you take them in your bags and you wonder, and they go, Oh no, we don't do that anymore. We don't <laughs> take it. where do you take oh there's a place over in Hilo. You can go over there. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. So wow. yeah. So we, wow. we do. Uh, Recycling is difficult here. They have made a good effort at it. I'll tell you, some things are really good, though. They churn up the lawn waste and the like, and you can go in and get the stuff for your garden. And for free, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. shovel in the back of your pickup. Everybody here owns a pickup. And you shovel it there and bring it home, and it's it's free. So we do a good job on some parts of it, not so good a job on others. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. On that note, I think we've covered everything that's on our checklist. Any words of wisdom for everyone? Don, I know you have a million points, just What are the ones that come to the top?
2: Well, I do have a word of wisdom and I actually think it is wisdom. And that is to don't accept your retirement as it's handed to you. And by that, I mean, be the CEO of your life from here on out. Mom's not around to help you. Your neighbors aren't here. The boss isn't going to tell you what to do. Figure out what you really, in your heart, would love to do. And then don't come up with every reason why you can't do it. Figure out a way around it so that you can do it. And if you are, if you're smart enough to figure your way through that, then the second thing that I would add on to it is take all of this shell that you that we've all built around ourselves of protection, and don't foolishly get rid of it. I do want to take one second on that. Don't foolishly get rid of it, but start to delayer the the things that you're afraid to do, and get a professional to help you. Get training. Have somebody watch over you. Have somebody next to you to take care of the shark if you need it. Mm-hmm. but you know, give it a try. And you don't, you may not end up liking all of it, but a lot of it, you're going to look at and go, my God, look at what's opened up to me now. Yeah. And so if you, if you take a few more risks and are willing to look foolish and fail and uh, get up again and try it again and try it again until you get it right. My coaches have been in, in my early retirement were 20 and 25. That's their age, 20 and 25. Here I wow. was this CEO, 40-year businessman, blah, blah, blah. And I got a 20-year-old and 25-year-old kid telling me what to do. And guess what? It worked because really? I listened to him and I wow. appreciate him. And I love him to this day because of it. So wow. that's my words of uh, wisdom. That's okay. great. All right, and right. I'm going wanna...
0: to I'm gonna have to get that kid's number. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> All right. For our listeners out there, if you want to learn more about Don's wisdom, his new book is Suddenly Retired. Get a copy.
0: Absolutely. We love you, Don. And we (laughs) love Linda.
2: Thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you you so much. Stay in touch. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. We
0: hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is GG at retire Our website is RetireThere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at RetireThere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime,
2: be well.